When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, one of the fastest growing movie podcasts in the world, where we discuss all things film. In this episode, we discuss episode three of Moon Knight, the friendly type. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Anthony here. And James here. We're halfway through Moon Knight now. This is going to be a six-episode series, I believe, right? And we're three episodes in. We just watched The Friendly Type. It just dropped at midnight last night. It's the third episode of the series. And I enjoyed this episode. But first, I want to make an amendment and a correction. We were wrong last week in last week's episode of Moon Knight. Episode two, where Layla tracked Steven and Mark via his phone. Yeah, we must have missed the dialogue. dialogue. I think she must must have said it while they were riding on the motorcycle, and I just so, didn't hear it. I'm yeah. really, we're really sorry from the bottom <laughs> of our hearts for, for giving the screenwriters so much flack. Jimmy for has not slept a, a minute I've since felt then. so bad. But anyways, <laughs> I, re- I like the friendly type. Uh, we got a little bit of a role reversal between Mark and Steven where Mark's in control of the body, but now he's blacking out, and Steven has control of the suit when he's blacking out and he's and Mark's the one waking up in these weird situations. He wakes up where he kills a guy, he has a, a knife inside him because he's trying to get information from these three guys. And yeah, all, but I don't think Mark's the one who killed them. No, no, I know. Yeah, okay. I know. We yeah. all know that Conchu's the one probably taking yeah. control. Or maybe of the body. there's a third personality. Or a third party involved. Yeah, that would be cool. Um but also I like this episode because it was kind of like a treasure hunt where Harrow has discovered the tomb of Ahmed with the compass and now their tr- uh, Layla and Mark are working together, and Steven and Konshu, really, just four four party group right here, trying yeah. to figure out the location of Ahmed's tomb with clues that will lead them to the destination. This was the biggest episode so far, um, and we got some cool locations, some cool sets. I like the uh, the inside of the Giza pyramid. We get to see we spend a lot of time in that set. Biggest and, set so far. Yeah, it's and really cool. There is CGI in it, but they built the um they built most of that for sure, except for like the gigantic statues all around the area. But I love the design of the steps, the the staircases, the big uh, opening um, platform, great fires. It looked like they use a lot of great natural lighting from the flames to light those scenes. Really, I think the it's the strongest visual set we've seen so far. And also, we get to see some cool exterior locations a lot more. Egypt, we're in Cairo. I think all, all in all, so far, this is the most epic in size and scale for the show at the moment. And we're getting a little backstory on, on our main characters. We learned that Layla has a past with, like, her father's a mysterious figure. She doesn't know where he went. And I don't know if that was her mother in the opening that was making her the I think passport. it was. I, think I, kind, it was. Of, I yeah. kind of got that assumption that that was her mom. Um, and so Layla, we learn, is basically kind of like the Robin Hood of stolen historical artifacts where she f- steals them from thieves. Well, th- from thieves. It belongs in a museum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she's like Indiana Jones, basically. <laughs> and a badass, and she kicks ass in this episode. That's what this episode felt like. It felt Indiana Jones-esque. We get to see people, like villains, 
walking through a desert, finding a dig site. It had a lot of callbacks to the indie movies, especially the first one. And also we're getting a lot more gods involved. And so there's this trial that Khonshu requests with the gods. And there's a council of all these gods with their avatars, just like Steven. Each god, like Khonshu, has an avatar on Earth. And they are basically observing humanity and they're like the power rangers of yeah, egypt kind of except they don't really do anything anymore <laughs> they just chill they just hang out and they just, just watch netflix yeah they're, they're watching moon Knight on netflix <laughs> yo that's me <laughs> have you guys been to five guys yet <laughs> we never had food like this and so Konshu is bringing harrow to trial for the nefarious act of trying to discover the tomb of Ahmed to wake Ahmed up, which it seems like the gods all trapped Ahmed in a prison that she can't escape from, probably because she's the most powerful of them all. We don't know yet. Probably similar to how they ended up trapping Khonshu in this at the end of this episode when he when they trapped him in stone for um, changing the makeup of the sky uh, in a, in leading the people of the of Earth to kind of understand that there might be gods at work and risk, risking exposure of their kind. Maybe um, Ahmed has already been encased in stone and trapped, and that's that's where Harrow is trying to free her from. Maybe Ahmed wants to take over the world. And, and I think that's the kind of the vibe we're getting, that Ahmed wants to maybe control the entire existence of this plane of reality. She wants to be the Judge Dredd of the Earth, Judge, judge Jury and Executioner. Judge Judy Ahmed. <laughs> judge Ahmed. Weeknights at 6. <laughs> I am the law. And so... Uh, we get some more Khonshu powers where he blots out the sun, which is really cool to get the gods' attention to bring about this council. And then later on in the episode, when they need to try to figure out what the sky looked like uh, 2,000 years ago when they're trying to fit, match the constellations to be able to pinpoint uh, coordinates to find the tomb of Ahmed to try to find Harrow and stop Harrow, he moves the sky again from 2,000 years to what it looked like in the past. The first one brings up a trial and basically a warning from the gods that if he does anything like this again, then he will be banished and imprisoned in stone. And then Khonshu sacrifices himself basically to give Layla and Mark and Steven the opportunity to find the tomb by moving the, the sky back 2,000 years so they can pinpoint the location of Ahmed's tomb, and then he gets encased and imprisoned in stone. A nice moment of self-sacrifice for a character that we've seen has been pretty gray in the area in terms of is he a good guy or a bad guy? Is he really a moral moral god or is he more selfish and i think this act of selfless sacrifice is a great character beat for uh Khonshu. and what's also really interesting about harrow is he seems to just be able to walk among the gods which is really fascinating we i know he was uh Khonshu's avatar at one point but for the, the reason why he like is able he's like respected by the gods in a way and, well he probably used to be like in those meetings all the time yeah. with those with those avatars True, maybe but he's not a maybe, god anymore yeah. he doesn't have a god assignment anymore but he still walks among them in in even though he's part of the trial even afterwards they like take his advice and and believe him more than Stephen because there's this great situation where um Harrow cleverly brings up Mark's mental health as an issue and reason why he can't be trusted with his, I guess you could say, say testimony at this trial. But then this trial, it's it's pretty cool, but like it's like just follow Harrow to the desert. Yeah. He's digging up a tomb. Like. Yeah, I thought it was a great idea, like to have this um, trial to see which party is coming out with the truth and which is lying. But I didn't, I did not like how it ended up being just like he said, she said, he said, she said, his word against his word, and there was no like diving into any kind of evidence or recounts, and like you said, like all they had to do, like because Harrow's like, 
is it a crime to just enjoy the sands of Egypt <laughs> and to walk amongst the sands, the sand dunes? And I'm like, guys, all you got to do is like look out that door and you can see this giant dig site he has going on. It's like, that's a little suspicious, you know? So that's something that took me out of that moment. I love the idea of the trial, but I think the writers kind of didn't know how to so how to finish that scene quickly. So they just had it be like my word against his word. I think they wanted to make it about mental health. Yeah. That's what it really what it was. That was how they got out of the situation where it's like you can't trust this person because of his mental health right yeah. now. He's yeah. unwell. I think that's what they're shedding light on with that sequence mm-hmm. in that moment. And also there's a great sequence where Layla and Mark are trying to track down this sarcophagus that Anton, a.k.a. Midnight Man, has in his possession, played by Gaspard Yulia, who is a French actor who just recently passed away, unfortunately, at the age of like 30 seven or something like that and he died uh from a injury skiing i think right yeah i believe it was so. horrible An accident he died before the premiere and everything so it's really unfortunate he's a big french actor um but that character anton is you could say like a a rare arts collector in a way and he has this sarcophagus i think it was of zenzi i think the, that was the name of the sarcophagus and is it this is it probably the god that he's an avatar of maybe as midnight man midnight yeah midnight, as midnight doesn't midnight man doesn't he get killed at the end I have no idea. I, I don't know because uh, Moon Knight hits him with one of his spe- when the scepters. I don't scepter, think I don't scepters. think we saw him actually die. It's true, we didn't see yeah. him actually die. But from that, they're able to get the clues of the constellations, which is great because Mark and Stephen have some really good back and forths where they're finally starting to work together. Even though Mark has control of the body, at the end of the episode, he lets Stephen ca- take control of the body, even though he knows and consciously warns that Stephen might never give him back control of the body, but he does it for the greater good. I like that because Stephen, uh, Mark is learning that he needs Stephen in these situations because Stephen has the knowledge of ancient Egypt, the history, how to read, um, understanding um, the past events of Egypt, especially with the gods. So he is uh, a vital part of figuring out the mystery of these situations and these clues. And so I like how, uh, not Oscar, Mark understands that at certain points he needs Stephen to be in control. And another really interesting thing I thought was cool in this episode was during the Council of Khonshu the first time, Khonshu was talking about how the gods, he's like, you have abandoned humanity. And the gods replied saying that humanity abandoned us, which is really interesting because that you know sheds light on the lack of religion in the modern world today, which I think that's what they're alluding to, how people have just kind of left religion in troves over the last 30, 40 years. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably re- the reason why the gods are just on earth just to observe now. Y'all aren't sacrificing people to us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> how many bulls have you sacrificed to me? How many canopic jars have you filled with organs this year? Zero. <laughs> <laughs> And um, I, we got some fun action sequences. We got a, probably the biggest fight we've seen so far um, because we were teased a, a nice Moon Knight sequence in the last episode. And this time we get Moon Knight fighting a bunch of dudes with spears and horses. Uh, a really fun action sequence. And also Oscar Isaac as Mark doing a lot of action on his own, not being uh, Moon Knight, but just fighting those guys on the rooftops, running on rooftops. And so this was a lot of action this episode. I think that uh, the filmmakers were slowly building to finally seeing what both Mark and Moon Knight were capable of. In a great acting moment where Oscar Isaac in just one shot, he goes from being Mark to Steven and it's really just terrific acting by him. And it's really subtle. It's not like he doesn't he doesn't do this like oh like this weird you would think like physical moment where like the mind's being transferred. He's, He's just, like, oh I'm now I'm Steven, mate. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's just Cheers. it's just a really subtle 
change in the character and it's all about how the personality just completely morphs into a different one and it's not showy or what i think a lot of actors might have done i think that oscar being such a great actor understands that if it's more nuanced and subtle it would be more believable so i'm I like this episode. I'm looking forward to episode four. I want to get some more questions answered. We're learning more uh, mysteries about um, Layla, about the mystery of her father, which Mark seems to know some sort of answers for because Harrow knew it and he brought it up between them because he's a clever villain. He's trying to split them up. And I want to know, was Khonshu in control of the body when those men were murdered or was there a third party involved with, with in control of the body with murdering those men? Who knows? I'm sure we'll find out soon. Looking forward to episode four. I have some theories. All right, let's hear some theories. So I think that, I mean, obviously Ahmed's going to be released. I think that's uh, for sure going to happen. Um, And I think that Ahmed might make Harrow her avatar. And so Harrow will probably be like a Moon Knight type um, superpower being that Moon Knight's going to have to fight. So I think that might and that might end up happening. If that's the end of the season, because yeah. I don't know if this is going to be a second season kind of show, because not all the MCU shows go for second seasons. Like yeah. WandaVision was just a one and done. I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier was a one and done because I think the next step is them. They're going into just developing the 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 next Captain America movie with Mackie as the lead. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's going to be a season two. They might yet. do a Moon Knight movie then. Yeah, or this. put Moon Knight in the MCU Others, cinematic yeah. universe somehow. Yeah. So who knows if there'll be a second season. But that's an interesting theory. I think that'd be so cool to have Ahmed take control of Harrow and just re- wreak havoc on Earth, and then a big showdown at the end between mm-hmm. Khonshu, Steven, Mark, Layla versus Harrow and Ahmed. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be fun. All right, that wraps our quick reaction to episode three of Moon Knight, the friendly. Type. I'm looking at the camera again. Enjoy. <laughs> that's not there. Hope you guys enjoyed this, and talk to you soon. Take care, everyone. Raiders of the Lost Podcast is a Mirror Image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.